That's it, guys. I'm just going <laughs> to... All right. Um, today's reading is from Revelations 14, 14 through to chapter 15, verse 8. And this starts on page 1243. <clears throat> I looked, and there before me was a white cloud, and seated on the cloud was one like the Son of Man, with a crown of gold on his head and a sharp sickle in his hand. Then another angel came out of the temple and called in a loud voice to him who was sitting on the cloud. Take your sickle and reap, because the time to reap has come, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. So he who was seated on the cloud swung his sickle over the earth, and the earth was harvested. Another angel came out from the temple in heaven, and he too had a sharp sickle. Another angel, still another angel, who had charge of the fire, came from the altar and called in a loud voice to him who had the sharp sickle. Take your sharp sickle and gather the clusters of grapes from the earth's vine because the grapes are ripe. The angel swung his sickle on the earth, gathered his grapes and threw them into the great winepress of God's wrath. They were trampled in the winepress outside of the city and blood flowed out of the press, rising as high as the horses' bridles for a distance of 1,600 stadia. I saw in heaven another great and marvelous sign, seven angels with seven last plagues, last because with them God's wrath is complete. And I saw what looked like a sea of glass glowing with fire and standing beside the sea. Those who had been victorious over the beast and its image and over the number of its name, they held harps given to them by God and sang the song of God's servant Moses and the Lamb. Great and marvelous are your deeds, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are your ways, King of the nations. Who will not fear you, Lord, and bring glory to your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship before you. For your righteous acts have been revealed. After this, I looked and saw in heaven the temple, that is the tabernacle of the covenant law, and it was opened. Out of the temple came the seven angels with the seven plagues, and they were dressed in clean shining linen and wore golden sashes around their chests. Then one of the four living creatures gave to the seven angels seven golden bowls filled with the wrath of God, who lives forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God and from his power. And no one could enter the temple until the seven plagues of the seven angels were completed. This is the word of the Lord. So this, this is an easy passage. Um, very straightforward. Um, <laughs> I mean, where do I go from here? Um, <laughs> thanks, Stephen. Um, but one thing that really stands out to me is verses 3 to 4 of chapter 15, where it says they sang the song of God's servant Moses and of the Lamb. And it's in the midst of all that is about to happen, 
like we know that God's wrath is about to be poured out. In the midst of that, and even before that, there was worship. They still saw the worth and the holiness of God, and it was still worthy to He was still worthy to be worshipped, even in the midst of all that was happening. And it challenged me because it's like um, Christmas is a particular busy time, and it can, for some, seem as though the whole wrath is being poured out over everything that you're doing. Everything is going haywire. Kids want this. Work wants this. Like, just everything is happening. But even in the midst of everything going haywire, to just pause and worship God, because he's still worthy, even in the midst of everything that is, is happening. And it, it's, it is really challenging, because the weight and the anticipation of all that is about to happen stands in opposition to, actually, let me go worship now. Because there is that apprehension, that anticipation of all hell is about to break loose. Literally, all hell is about to break loose. But they still worshipped. And I just want to encourage everyone that through the ups and the downs, we should learn to, we should strive to have a heart that magnifies God, a heart that worships God. It's somewhat easy to say when you're in comfort or you're in a good position, let's worship. But when all hell is breaking loose, to still look to God and still ponder his worth, his attributes, his beauty in the midst of it and still worship is something different. When like life hits you and something really tragic happens, to say with Job, um, the Lord gives and the Lord takes, but I'll still bless his name, is, is difficult at times. He lost his children. He lost all of his worth, his wealth, and he had lost his health. But he still learned to worship even in the midst of that. And so it's humbling and it's challenging to be forced to reflect on who God is even in the midst of when everything is going wrong for you. And you can almost think as though, God, but where are you? Or you should, this shouldn't have happened to me or something along those lines. Um, so yeah, I think my reflection is a brief one. And it's just an encouragement to worship God, even in the midst of all hell breaking loose in your life. So yeah, thank you very much. <laughs>